Welcome to season two of the Most Wanted Podcast. I'm your host, Nahon Bogala, and nothing is safe from discussion over here. Before we start off, let me give a quick shout out to those listening in on Anchor, Radio Public, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, as well as Google Podcasts. I also want to give a big shout out to those listening in through Spotify as well. If you're listening through, fuck you. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, make sure to give a five-star rating and review as well. If you're listening in on YouTube through the Brawlhive ch- channel, make sure to like and comment on the video as well as subscribe to the uh, the channel while you're at it. You can stay up to date with the podcast on Instagram at Most Wanted Podcast as well as Twitter at Most Wanted Pod. All right, fuck you, you script. Oh my goodness, that was that was bad. Oh my goodness, that was <laughs> that was hard to get through. Is wow, am I rusty? Jesus Christ. Anyways, so uh, this is season two. This is uh, what I like to call the Dark King Saga. Don't even think about why I call it the Dark King Saga. It's like think of think of the Dark King Saga or think of the name Dark King Saga as like the anime arc for this entire season. It means nothing. It's just cool as hell. Trust me. <laughs> so today I kind of want to make it a more a more personal episode. With me, I got my boy Trey. Say what's up, bro. How's it going, bro? I've just been chilling. I mean, it's <laughs> shit at the time of recording. It's ten fifty-two at night. So we we back at it with. We back at it again with these late night streams. You already know streams. What the fuck? Do I look like a Twitch user? Jesus Christ. You, you know what I meant. That or... um, no, shut up. Fucking useless. I'm talking about myself, by the way. Yeah, you drink that water. You shut the fuck up. Oh, really? Say that. Say that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. But uh, today I kind of want to make it a more personal episode. As you guys can tell from the title of the episode, I've been meaning to talk about this for like the longest but I never really had a chance, and now I'm like, hey, you know, I have this platform. Shit, I might as well. Um, this episode is kind of going to be focused on, you know, regret and, like, you know, the loss of someone personal in your life. There's no real focus outside of that. There's no grand narrative. It's literally just me and my boy here just, you know, venting, you know, just it's going to be a real shit episode. So if y'all are in your feels, you know, I'm going to let you know now. Uh... So this is going to be for Twitter as well, or whatever, I don't know, but this is new for me. Um, it's trigger warning uh, for those uh, who don't want to listen to anything about death, um, you know, hospitalization, you know, real life emotions about those type of issues, like genuinely those type of things. Like it, it's going to be one of those episodes, right? So I'm going to have to warn you now. So be prepared for those type of things. If you're still here, we rock with you. If you're not, if you would like to tune out, I get it. Don't even worry about it. I'll catch you in the next episode. So I might as well start off by saying that uh, this episode is going to be focused around my grandma. And then uh, Trey is here going to talk about, you know, his own personal experiences with this. Um, first off, I want to say rest in peace to Atete. Love you always. Uh, she passed away September 16th, I think. The time, the day flew by. I it, I genuinely cannot remember what day she passed, but it was definitely late September because those in past weeks or so, that was nothing but a blur. And so I kind of just want to go ahead and get the ball rolling. But uh, Trey, why don't you, you know, you want to you wanna start talking about anything or? Um, yeah, um, I lost my brother. I was May 
first of 2019. Um, Jesus fuck! It's been two years. It's been two years, man. I know. Fuck, um, man. I'm still sorry for it, your loss, man. That. <sighs> no, it's 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 okay, man. Really, um, he was his name was Ethan. Sixteen, so he was sixteen years old. He just turned sixteen. His birthday was his birthday is May twentieth. Mm-hmm. So it was the day after. Like, do you want me to talk about how it happened or like what the like, whatever you feel comfortable with, man? Like, okay, what, what, yeah. Okay, um, I told the story enough times. I think I'm comfortable saying it. Um, my May that May time was right around like the spring break, I guess, for like Catholic school or whatnot. Mm, uh, I yeah, think it, yeah. I think I think I think it's around that. Oh no, is the some the May long weekend, um, like Victoria Day, like around then. I think that's that's when we that's when we were trying to go. Oh yeah, like, you know that, you know that it's like there's like a five day weekend sometime in May. Anyway, right. Um, my my family want were wanted to go to Mexico. We wanted to like, get away for a week. Um, and it kind of just like happened that his birthday coincided with that. So you know, mm-hmm. like part of it was we go and celebrate his birthday. Um, so we go to Mexico on the 19th and um, fly there, take a taxi, whatever, to the resort. And the resort's, like, unbelievable. Like, we were, like, seeing, like, posters for it along the walls of the airport as we're leaving. So it was, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, this insane resort hotel. Never stayed anywhere like that before. It was, like, just gorgeous. Like, it's so, so beautiful. Um, we get there and we check in and, like, um, like our resort, like our resort room, like had, there was like a pool on the balcony. It was like it was like a little like on the wet balcony? pool. It was like it was like it, it's like supposed to be like a waiting pool. It's like for like when it's really hot out, it's like cold water, and you just like step into like cool yourself oh. off. But it was, it was like it's crazy. Like this, that's like, some outlandish this, this, type thing. What the? Fuck? Uh, it was it was insane. Yeah, like mm. it, was, it was so great. Um, got in and like just like kind of hung out, like walked around the resort a bit because it was massive. And then, you know, next day was his Ethan's birthday, so we were, like, celebrating. Uh, he had his first drink, like, his 16th birthday. He had, like, um, like a frozen margarita. You're in Mexico. I don't know what else you drink. Uh, <laughs> and he was, like, he was, like, he's so skinny. Like, he was, like, he's starting to get a little taller, but he's, like, still pretty short. Right. He didn't weigh anything. And so he, like, had, like, half a margarita, and he was already, like, whatever his version of drunk was. He was very <laughs> cute. He was so, he was so silly. And it was just like, I don't know, like, I feel like I was probably the same when I drank or got drunk for the first time. It was just like cute, like watching it happen, but like from the, from the eyes of someone who's actually like been there before. So you're like, right. yeah, yeah, we get it. We get it. That was just a, that was just a really good day. Like it was about as great a birthday as you probably could have hoped for. Like, we're in Mexico on his birthday, celebrating the family. Everything was good then. Um, and then, you know may 21st um the first memory i have of that day was him coming over like 6 a.m and he's just in his underwear and he tells me that i'm snoring too loud so he doesn't like shut up because i was tired and i snore i snore a lot when i'm when i'm exhausted so um it was, it was funny it's the first memory i have um we got up kind of late because you know not in the restaurant on vacation um my parents had like some massage books um, so like they were going to go off by themselves and I, I have two younger siblings. So Ethan is the one that passed away. He, he was 16 mm-hmm. at the time. My siblings would have been 11, no, 10 and five. 
Skylar was five? Oh. Skylar would have been five, yeah. Um, it was two years ago. And um, so they, um, we took them to like a, di- like a daycare, like whatever, like uh, the hotel or the daycare, but it's like this massive space. Like they were going to have a ton of fun there. Um, and like we like just dropped them off because like we wanted to like, I don't know, hang out just the two of us kind of. And also like, um, there's not a whole lot you can do watching that many kids. So we, um, we just dropped them off and we went to like go get some food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there's like a bunch of different restaurants around the resorts and like walking and trying to find a place. And everywhere we were finding was either like closed or like, like really, really expensive. And we we're trying to like spend a lot of money just for lunch. Um, so we ended up at this little like poolside restaurant. Um, and like memory of that is always so like vivid to me because he was, I'm addicted to my phone, but like he was, so way more addicted to his phone line that he's like glued to it. Um, and it was so funny like that, like we like ordered food, like we both ordered drinks, um, not alcohol for him, obviously, because he's only 16 at the restaurant, but, right. um, but like neither of us were on our phones and it was just so like, it was like, it was too, like, I feel like even at the time i was noticing that there was like something about it is just like this is like nice like we're actually both like fully like focused on each other talking about soccer and like transfers and all that stuff and mm-hmm. it was nice because we're actually like paying attention to each other like face to face and not just like well sort of half paying attention while we're on our phones um and then eventually my parents showed up along with my siblings Everyone wanted to go swim in the pool, so we all like everyone like put their swim trunks on. We all went swimming, and we're playing in the pool. I was playing with my all my siblings, and I was like sort of like throwing Ethan over my shoulder, like you know, if you like horse playing in the water, and you like pick him up and like throw him over your shoulder. Right. I did it a few times, and then there was just like like one point he came up and he was like kind of holding his chest funny. Uh, he was like saying that it, it hurt, but he was like it was weird like he was like holding his chest he's also like talking about his back hurting um it was just like weird so i was like okay um like, like just like go like take a break or something like maybe go stuff to the side i'll stay with this with Jaden and tyler then like you know maybe if you feel better and i go up and play with them for a bit and like we start we go to a different part of the pool and as i go i pass by ethan and he's like sitting he's like there were like these like it's so, like the pool was pretty big and then in the pool, they had these, like, rings that were sort of, like, benches. They were, like, level with the water. So it was, like, a place you could sit on, like, in the middle of the pool. And he was right. sitting on that. And he's, like, like rubbing his chest. And I came out whenever after he's okay. He's, like, yeah, he's just got, like, he's, he's just feeling kind of weird. So it's, like, okay, maybe just, like, go, like, off to the side of the pool. Like, go, like, lie down or something. And then, like, my siblings go back the other way. It's, like, I go away from where he is in the pool. And I'm playing with the sibling, with playing with my junior sibling, and then I just I hear my I hear a scream, and like immediately I know it's my mother's scream because I've heard her scream before, and um, I turn around and Ethan is lying on like a one of those poolside chairs, like the lounge chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's well, he's not he's not breathing, and kind of seemed like he was sort of struggling to be breathing obviously everyone's freaking out um my dad i'm pretty sure started 
trying to do CPR right away. People are screaming and then getting attention of like lifeguards who are over by the beach and like they run over and then they like push my parents aside and they start doing it. And like where he called the ambulance right away, but we're in the middle of a massive resort. Like it's not easy for an ambulance to even get there. Mm-hmm. So like it's probably like 15 minutes by the time he gets there. And all this time they're still doing compressions and whatnot, like trying to get him to breathe. And it must have been just like my mind filling in these gaps because it's like it's what like your mind always fills in these gaps. And at the time, like, I would have sworn he was, like, his chest was still moving and, like, he was still, like, breathing really shallow. But he was essentially, he was gone by the time someone found him. And, like, we didn't know that. And so we were, like, trying to, like, resuscitate him, bring him back as long as possible. All the way at the at the hotel, waiting for the ambulance to get there. The ambulance people take him. They're doing it all the way into the ambulance. They drive there. My dad goes with them. My siblings and my mom all driven there by like the hotel, like get the taxi or whatever for us. We head to the hospital and we're all sitting there waiting. And I don't know, time doesn't mean anything when shit like that's happening. So I don't know, I have no idea how long we were there for. Probably over an hour. And then they call just my mom in. And I like, as much as I'm trying to tell myself, like, it's okay, like, there's something real, like, I knew it was gone. There was like this like slightest the slight glimmer of like for some reason maybe they're just finding money because he's okay. And then she goes around the corner. She's just like we're in the waiting area of this hospital. It's not a big hospital. And there's like sliding doors with a down a hallway that you go down and my the doctor's doctor came out and I wanted to go with him. She goes down and then you're like you don't hear anything for a bit and as soon as she turns the corner and she's there and she sees like she screams and we all knew what that scream meant, so me, Jaden, and Skylar all sort of like collapsed on the ground, and we're just, you know, we just start crying. I mean, we were crying, obviously, but we just like really started crying. Yeah. And I want to say there was like 15 minutes of that, and then the first thing I, the first thing I remember calling was my work. I just told them that I wasn't going to be able to come in for a while because my brother had died. And, like, I don't know, it was, like, I think when situations like this happen, like, in I felt like someone was going to have to be the person to make calls and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, so just kind of, like, it just kind of, like, everything shut off. And I called my work and I remember like I was pretty steady. Like it wasn't like I wasn't like sniveling or anything like that. I was just kinda of, like very calm. He said, I'm not gonna be able to come into work for a while. My brother just died. And my manager kinda of, like sputtered an apology, but she didn't really know what to say. So I left my call my uncles and stuff and eventually more people started getting in contact with more people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember at some point finding out that it had happened, right? So um Fuck man, I still remember. I'm never gonna forget the day. Um I think what happened was I was shopping with my mom, like, you know, where uh, Market Mall is? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So like my mom was just in the bay and my mom loves taking her sweet time shopping. And I'm like, I bet I'll just stay in the car. Um, She said, "Okay, sure. Just, you know, make sure you don't leave the car on because either you're going to waste gas or, you know, the battery. I'm like, sure. Whatever. And it was raining that day. I'm never going to forget that detail. And I was just chilling on my phone. 
And I remember you posted, I think, either on Snap or I think Instagram. I, put some, I think I put something on both of them. Mm -hmm. Just like a short little message, right? Like just saying and what I, happened. And I remember saying, I remember seeing that. And my first thought was, oh, this has to be a, a joke or something. But then in my mind, I'm like, this doesn't sound like Trey. Trey would never joke about something like this. And then immediately, I remember you said, you told me beforehand that Ethan did have like, you know, preliminary heart issues like from beforehand. So yeah. that's the- and I'll get into, I'll get into that after, so yeah. No worries. So I mean like, I remember thinking about that and then I put two and two together. And I remember you were posting on, you know, Snap and you're like, yo, whoever thinks that I'm joking around is a fucking idiot. I'm like, yeah, he's being dead ass. And I knew you were in Mexico, but I was like, fuck it, I have to call. So I tried calling you like regular phone. Obviously that didn't work because you know international shit. But um, yeah. then I tried FaceTime audio. That didn't work. I'm like, I don't think he wants to hear from. Like I was. I think I at that point. I think I was crying. Um, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was crying. Um, I was trying to call like repeatedly, and then it came to a point where I was like, I don't think Trey needs to hear me right now because this was like the day of and i'm like i'm sure trey doesn't want to hear from one of his friends right now i think what he needs right now is his family first so i'm like i, I get it i get it and then my mom came back in to the car she saw me crying she's like is everything okay what's going on and then i explained to her and she was like oh like i'm paraphrasing because my parents never swear in front of me but like she's like oh shit and I mean, I remember the the moment you came back to Canada, like, I called you immediately. I think I sent, like, the moment I got, like, I came back home from, you know, the Bay, like, I, I sent you, like, a long-ass paragraph. I, you know, sent a couple voice notes and, uh, um, <laughs> still hard to think about, um, yeah, it's not easy, man. Like it's, it's never, it never gets easy, right? Never, never. Um, and I, I remember sending you like a longest paragraph. I didn't expect you to read it right away. Anyways, I was like, I have to get this off my chest. There's no way Trey, like Trey, needs someone right now. I'm like, I, I have to be there right now. Um, and I remember the moment you came back to Canada, I called you immediately. Like the moment I knew you came back in, I called you like immediately and i think i think the next time we met up was at the funeral i think there was a there was like another service before that or something i think i think so i think so oh man that was fuck you know when they say it always gets easier with time it's bullshit it in my opinion it never gets easier to remember what happened, but the way I look at it, I try and avoid how they died. Cause when I think about that, everything about me just drops. Yeah. I kind of tend to focus about, you know, the memories that I had with that person. And I always remember me being at your house. I, I literally remember coming to over to your place, playing FIFA with Ethan and Jaden, you know, just chilling, having a great time. And, Man, that shit threw me all the way off, bro. Oh my, yeah. fuck. But I want there's more parts to the day um, that I wanted to. There's a couple other parts 
Um, so we um, at the hospital after we seen him. Uh, we had to stick around and wait for a bit because the police needed to ask us questions. Mm-hmm. And so the um, I, the preliminary report from the doctor was that he had drowned because he was like in water, basically, right? Right. I had been playing like roughhousing with Ethan in the water and been throwing them over my shoulder and whatnot. Mm-hmm. At the time, I thought that I had been responsible for this happening. So when I like talked to the police officers, I was like so scared. I was like, holy shit, like I'm in Mexico. I had some part to play in this. Am I going to go to Mexican jail for this? Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works. I talked to them about it and like I told them like what happened. Like I didn't like try to admit anything. Um, and they because they asked my, they talked to my dad to like, just like questioning what happened, how everything happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously they let us go, but that was just like a horrible, horrible moment. And so we didn't find out officially what happened until later. But the, the facts are, the facts are this. Ethan was born, this is something that we knew about, with a condition called Tritrology of the Love. Uh, it's a heart condition where essentially you have a, um, there's a hole in your heart, I think in your right ventricle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, where like blood like seeps in and out. It like leads, it leads to a lot of different things. I know Ethan was not on the spectrum or anything, but he was missing part of a chromosome. So he was always like at least two or three years developmentally behind everyone. Right. Um, and this, like his heart thing, like it never really held him back when it comes to like sports and whatnot, but like things were not as easy as they could have been if he'd had a normal healthy heart. Mm-hmm. We found out was um, people born with tetralogy of flow. There's a there's this one in four chance that they can have a heart attack and die prematurely. And we didn't they didn't say that to us because. If we'd known, it would have changed how our lives would live. Oh, right. And I completely understand why, and I'm grateful that at least I didn't know. I don't know if my parents knew this, but this is how they said it to me. I feel like um, they should have. I feel like they, they should have like, at least yeah? told their parents ahead of time. Like, okay, like me. Okay, sorry. I'm not trying to diss the quality of Alberta doctors. I'm sure <laughs> they said something. Right. Yeah, but. Yeah. At, at, the, at the very least, in my situation, I didn't know. And the reason being that if you thought that there was like one in four chance that your child was going to die at any point, mm-hmm. you would do anything to like basically like put your child in a bubble, ensure that their life was as like stress free and like and like as boring as possible, so that nothing might possibly happen, right? Right. Be- and but it was because my parents. We got this heart condition that we got to go that he got to live such an amazing life my family has traveled around the world we've been to europe so many times my brother was like the biggest soccer fan ever and he got to see like all his favorite teams play soccer like in europe and like he lived a pretty amazing life considering he had to have he had 
four open heart surgeries, three or four open heart surgeries over the course of his life. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's crazy. To see. He had two heart open heart surgeries before the time he was three years old. Jesus and the fact that like he like even like lived through both of those is incredible. So you, there's this point you hit where you, like you start like looking at it as like this gift. It was like you're like you're lucky. You could you can think like oh he was like 16 is so young. He had such a longer life to live. Mm-hmm. Or the flip side is like we're so lucky we got 16 years with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's the right way to look at it because you know there's no point like lamenting what happened and like being upset about the what ifs like the facts are clear and the, the w- only way you can be happy is you just be grateful that you had that time if they just upset you didn't have more yeah, yeah um that's facts yeah so like obviously like i'm speaking from it more than two years past now i have had a lot of time to process and grieve and move on from it like to an extent right mm-hmm. and like you were saying earlier about like it never gets easier and like like I, i'd say that's like yes to, I, I agree and disagree easier i just don't think is the right word like you learn how to live with it like like there's always pain there and it's not like you forget about the person but you also, people will always say like, oh, like I think about them every day or like, oh, like I never stop thinking about them. Like to me, that's unhealthy because if you were spending your entire time thinking about that person and not going and living your own life, you're like wasting your life. And then that's like, you know, it's really tragic enough that one person died. It's not it'd be so much worse to have another one person die and another person waste their life because of because that person died yeah, yeah so like obviously i think about him and like i think about him fondly and, like whenever things remind me of him you know like you bring a smile to my face but, like i would never say that i think about him every day because i'm at the point now where i'm just i have to go live my own life because if i was in his position i would want everybody to move on and to live the happiest lives they can mm-hmm. like there's no way he's like there's no way somebody who loved you that much would want you to just waste your life away thinking about them. So no, if anything, they'd like, be mad you know, going, at you, right? Going ahead, living my own life, like doing my own stuff, is to me exactly what you would want to see. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, like me doing the best that I can is is the best thing I can do for him too. That you said it perfectly and beautifully, to be honest, because like. There's some people in the world who would never be able to properly get over the grief. And I don't hold that against them at all because losing someone against them. Exactly. Like losing someone that important in their life. Like for you, that's your younger brother. That's literally a person that was, what, only three years younger than you? Three, four three years, years younger? younger. Yeah, 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 three years. So that's, it's it's hard. That's like imagining me losing my younger sister just out of the blue and you would never expect it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like how, and if you maintain such, you know, a grip or if that thing maintains such a grip over your life and I don't blame anyone in that situation, don't get me wrong. But it's like, at some point, I don't want to say you have to move on because no one can ever truly move on from an event such like that, but you have to be able to 
I don't know how to say this properly, but like you have to be able to internally accept the fact that they're gone, but yet they're always with you in that sense. Because yeah, like, I, I I don't know, like for me personally, they're never truly gone until their memory is gone. Like the, your yeah. memory of them is gone. Like not to sound childish, but like that point was proven to me like perfectly by the movie Coco. I know this is like a side tangent, but like no, that's, no. like I love that that, that saying, right? It's like you live, you die twice: the first time when you die, the second time when the person speaks your name for the last time. Like mm -hmm. I love that, you know. Like I, I, I wouldn't say I live my life by that, but like I always think about that. Is like yeah, like what am I going to do that like keeps me alive, right? And then you got to think like well, it's like Coco, it is your friends and family that keep you alive, right? Like mm -hmm. that's that's life more so than it, yeah. Like I remember when I was watching it, and I think this was it was before my grandma passed, and I never really thought about it, and like you know, I never really I like it hit me, of course, but like it never really hit me, hit me, and then you know after she passed, I rewatched the movie just. You know, I was, uh, Disney, I was, Disney movies. Disney movies hit different, bro. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Disney you and watch, Pixar you movies. Watch, are... You watch no, like in. I'm not even like. I'm not even talking just because I lost somebody. Like, damn, like they were sad before this shit happened. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something. No, I can't remember. Um, Take your time, bro. Take your time. Let's see. Um. Oh. Um. I like. I like. His funeral was like like really actually pretty nice mm -hmm. there were so many people there yeah, and that was crazy to me because like he's 16 you can't even begin to imagine how many lives you've affected until you see that shit happen you know mm -hmm. like the it's a, it's a wonderful life that like christmas movie where you like see like what it looks like if you weren't there but like taking that and be like what would life like how, you don't know what people think about you or like how people feel about you until you're gone yeah. and then like saint mary's cathedral is filled with people like a thousand people that you know who was who were affected by him yeah, like hundreds that. of kids from saint mary's there that was insane they like let people off from school to go and like be like to go to the funeral yeah i remember i remember me and dammy when the, the day of the funeral came i think uh bef i think it was after the funeral finished um and you had already left at that point um me and daniel no no we went for we, we went for food don't you remember after the funeral like remember no, after, it, no, like, no, after the, no no after the funeral we went to your house remember didn't yeah okay well like we we like we went together or something like i don't know like i just remember like after the funeral there was like a group of us and we were like yeah like let's like let's go together or something like that oh i think i remember i think i think yeah I right like Cause there was a place next door to the cathedral, right? In yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that's exactly where we went. Um, I remember like me and Dammy. It was like somewhere. It was like an intermission break or something. Um, me and Dammy went to Mary's because I was for me. It was like the first time I went inside, you know, the high school in years, right? Exactly. Yeah. And like we just went around, and I think we saw Miss Erickson, and we were just talking. She's like, it, "It's fucking sucks, bro." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, what else can you really do, right? I mean." Oh, I, I, I remember I visited the high school around that time too. Like definitely like after he passed, and I just, like I remember like talking to the teachers and whatnot, and everybody like, like like a lot of people knew him, and it was crazy. And I heard stories about like from 
um, remember Joanne? I heard like so many different stories from her about because she was still going to marry at the time about how people were um, how people were at the time, like people were crying in the hallways and like Ethan was in Ethan was in theater and like apparently like when the theater teacher found out he like screamed in the middle. Miss McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, Miss McCarthy. Damn. She just like lost it in class and like all her classmates. And, like it's sad, but like also like in in like this like weird way, it makes me happy just to know that like he had this effect on people's lives and made people's lives better, right? It's a sad but a, a beautiful notion. It's like it, it's it a is, beautiful right? in the, it's, it's beautiful but in a twisted way, right? Where it's like yeah, it's like it's like I feel like it's like almost sick saying and like I was happy so many people were sad because like he had such a positive he, effect he, on people's exactly, lives because he had such a, he, he made so many people happy, and you know. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you want? Like, I don't know, like, I'd rather die at 30 happy than at 50 miserable, you know? And... Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's fact. I still remember when that happened. I was, that was complete shock. And, like, I remember one time I had dropped you off at your house. I think we were out hanging out or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was driving back home, and then it hit me that it was, like, it's already been, like, six months since he passed. And it was, like... And I, like, I had to park the car just, like, for five minutes. I thought about it. I was like, it's already been that long? Like, time has already flown, like, that far to even... Time doesn't, like, time doesn't stop moving. It's crazy, right? Like, yeah. Like, there were, like, I'd say there were moments where time drags on. Like, overall, like, life moves by so fucking quickly. Like, I can't believe it's been two years. I remember, I went back to work, like, a month after he died. Right. I remember there was one shift I was working and it didn't hit me until like way late in my shift, like towards the end that it had, it was like, it was the three month mark of his anniversary. Mm-hmm. And it's like hit me while at it serving a table. And I just like kind of like excuse myself and let my like, cry in the bathroom for a couple minutes. It was just like, I can't believe that it's already been three months. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, yeah, like time, like three months, six months, a year, two years, man. Like, oh, I, yeah, no, I mean, there's there's nothing else you can really say to something like that, right? I mean, it, to be honest, the same shit happened, you know, with me. And it's like, okay, I keep on mentioning her, but like, I, I guess we should probably bring it up, right? Well, I was, no, like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was actually about to say is like, but enough about me. Like, I've, talked, <laughs> I've, talked, I've, talked, I've talked a lot. So, no, yeah. no, I mean, honestly, talking about things is, like, it helps, because I remember when my grandma, actually, yeah, no, I actually remember when my grandma passed, I think I called, I think you were one of the first people that I called, because you knew exactly, yeah. you know, oh, what was yeah. going on. I remember, I remember that happening. And I think I was in my car, and I was just, I, I broke down, I was in fucking, t- I was a mess, oh, man. Like I, I remember, re- like I rarely cry, and like I, I was remember, a like, fucking mess. I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to. You look bad. But I remember you no, being no, no. angry. I remember you being angry. Like you oh, were like wow. not like angry at anyone in particular. Just like angry at the world. Like you were oh, like I was I, pissed. I, oh no, no, no. you were like completely yeah, was, you were you pissed. were like like gen- you were just angry that it had to, that it happened. I remember that, and it's like oh, this is this is not how i this is not how i reacted to it but it's also you know it's just like everyone reacts differently right so yeah that exactly what i was going to next where it's like some people react 
like everyone has different reactions. Like some people have no reaction at all, but internally, like they're breaking down. But like some people, oh no, and that's like uh, it's the worst. If you don't let yourself feel it or go through it, you're never gonna you're never gonna get better. Never, it's the worst. Like I was in my car and I was I was pissed. I was hitting my steering wheel. I called you. I was breaking down. I was. Ah oh, man, that was bad. Like I think I had to go buy a couple things for the like you know for home because when she passed, like we closed the restaurant for like weeks. I think for like a solid week we just closed. Yeah. And like, of course I'm gonna joke about it now, saying like, oh yeah, I finally get no work, right? Ha <laughs> ha. But the reason why it it, it pissed me off. Well, we making off. dark jokes. Ah, come on now, no, no, no. I I, I would I never, definitely... no, no. I would never joke about that shit. But like. Um, I, I don't know, like, I should probably give context. Um, so my yeah, grandmother... Like, I was about to ask you, like, hey, like, why not tell the Yeah, I was, I was literally about to, I was about to get there. Um, don't tell me how to do my podcast. Well, maybe if you did it better, I wouldn't have to tell you to do it. Yo, don't make me punch your throat out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Um, to be honest, I feel like when I fir- when it first happened... I really didn't want to tell anybody or yeah honestly yeah I didn't want to tell anybody but then I was like certain people should know right and I think I told oh, you yeah. I told Dammy I told like a couple of my like re- like my day ones type of things I told them yeah. first and ah uh, it was it was fucked so well, context- like it's, 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 it, you're allowed to like you know like it's it is your business Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to tell whoever you want, right? Like I told, I put it on my social media just so like people could like pray for him, and also like people like people. I felt people should know, and I also wanted to make it very clear that I didn't want to be bothered. I am yeah. aware, like I remember, like my messages were very much like I don't want, like I don't want any, like it's gonna be okay. So I guess like just like leave me alone. Just wanted to let people know. So like I get, no, no, like, I, I, guess, I get, I get it, right? I get it. Completely fair. Um, so for context sake, um, my grandmother, uh, it, her nickname is Etete. Um, that's just a family name. That's just, we've always called her that. Um, so she's my dad's mom, right? So my dad, there's three of my aunts and my uncle who had passed away, um, I think back in 2017. He passed. So that's five, so that's five children? She five children, yeah. Them? She was five, it was five kids in total. Um, and my dad was the oldest. Yeah, and the first one was my uncle who had passed. So my dad's only brother, right? He had passed, I think, back in twenty seventeen, and due to um, it was a seizure. So I didn't know this, but oh uh, really? Well, I didn't know. Well, let me explain. So my I didn't know that my uncle had um, he was diagnosed with I think epilepsy, and I, I I genuinely didn't know that about him, right? And I remember what happened was like i i still remember the day i woke up right and i just hear screaming and i'm like what the fuck what's what's going on right and i go downstairs and i see my dad my mom and my aunt my aunt was sleeping over at the time right um this is like the oldest aunt so like after my dad it's like my first aunt her nickname is lala so so my dad then I'm gonna be named like I'm gonna be nicknamed like I'll drop the nicknames down. So yeah, like, like drop some names so we yeah we, so that people know. We understand who you're talking um, about. Yeah. So there's my dad, right? Um. Then there's the second oldest, which her name is Lala. 
then uh, the third, which is Lati. Then it was uh, Lati, L-A-T-I. So it was like my dad, then my, then Lala, then Lati. Then it was uh, my uncle. Um, his name was uh, Jonathan, um, but uh, his like nickname... Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, like Jonathan. That's like Jonathan is like the Ethiopian way of yeah. saying Jonathan, right? Cool. Um, uh, but everyone called him Mumush, and uh, oh, he was he was Mumush. Yeah, he, like that's the nickname Mumush in Ethiopia. It means like that kid or like that boy. Because by the time um, Jonathan was born, uh, my dad was practically like he's. Only, I think he was more than five years older than him at that point. Like definitely, like he practically raised him at that point. Yeah. Um. So his nickname was Mumush. Um. For those of you who don't know, my older brother's nick. Yeah, exactly. Also Mumush. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So my older brother's nickname. His real name is Indel, but um, his nickname is Mumush, and uh, the reason why is because he's one of the first. Like you know, he was one in the terms of the Ethiopian community here in Calgary. He was one of the first born here. And so everyone knew him growing up. His nickname was Mumush. Like, oh yeah, Mumush. It's like it's like a very affectionate term to call. And then last, there is uh, Mititi, who's like the youngest. So there's five altogether. And uh, I remember it was my dad, my mom, and uh, Lala who were all in the like the living room, and they were just screaming. Or my mom and my aunt were just screaming. And I was like, what the fuck? What happened? And my dad, my dad, my dad. I've never seen him cry, like rarely, like maybe two, two, three times at max. And I'm like 20. Yeah. I remember and he wasn't crying. He was just like his head was like this on the wall and he was just banging the wall. Just like I should have done this. I should have done that just nonstop. And it was like and I was wondering, you know, and I knew that. At that point, I heard, I had found out that, you know, he had passed. I didn't know why, but until later on, and then I found out what had happened was my uncle was on medication in order to, you know, suppress, you know, the seizures and stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I, I don't know exactly how it worked. It was just a way so then, you know, he wouldn't get them. But the thing was, is that he wasn't allowed to drink while he was on said medication. Like drink anything? Like alcohol-wise, alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, that night, or one night, he was out with his friends, and they were out drinking. Um, and I think he had a little bit too much to drink. And what happened was that he came home, and he had a seizure at home. and By himself? By himself at night. And the next morning, he was already gone by that night. And then people found him the next morning. And- that, would be, that would be just, oh, I can't even imagine like being the person to find them. It wasn't like my parents didn't even know. I think my uncle had came over and he was crying and he delivered the news to my parents. And they, it was literally that same day they they booked a flight to Ethiopia. My dad and my aunts had all booked a flight to Ethiopia. That that literally the same day they found out to go to go see him, right? It, immediately, like to plan the funeral, everything. Oh, sorry. They they booked it after they found out. Yeah, like oh, I'm the sorry. day they like I, the day I, they I, found I, out was the day they left. I, I thought I thought you were saying that they like had booked it and then found out. No, 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 no. Like they had found like the day they found out that he had passed was the day that they booked the ticket and then left. Like they booked the ticket afterwards. I yeah, probably yeah. fucked up the explanation. My bad. No, no, but, don't. 
It's all good. Shit. Um, and I remember my dad just kept on saying, it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. Because he, at that point, he's, because my I've never met my grandfather on my dad's side. And my dad has been technically, like, you know, the oldest, like, you know, the father figure um, to, you know, everyone for literally as far as I can remember, like, He's like, he's, yeah, he's like the man of the house to him. That's like losing a kid, basically, right? That's practically it. And he was like, and his goal was to bring everyone to, you know, to Canada to live. So he already brought all my sisters and he was planning on bringing my brother and my, and you know, my mom. Did I say my brother? I meant to say his brother. I, I knew, I knew you talking about. And, you know, he just never was able to. And uh, unfortunately, he passed there. And so, you know, after they found out, they had booked the ticket the same day and they just went. Um, and so the funeral, everything was there. So I wasn't there personally to, you know, I was calling my dad every day, just, you know, checking in, you know, how was, you know, are, are you okay? What's going on? And he's like, you know, it's good to be back home. Right. Cause you know, he was born and raised in Ethiopia, but like the reason why he was home, it just, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, for the best reason. Like it well, wasn't yeah, for a visit it, or anything. Like, I don't know. You travel, you're supposed to be traveling for vacation for pleasure, right? That could not be the, could not be further from that. Exactly. And he's going home, like, you know, back to his family house, visiting, you know, aunts and cousins that he hasn't seen for years at that point. Right. And none of it's even a little happy. Right? Exactly. It's, and like, and then, I mean, at this point, I think we've all made our peace with it. You know, I mean, that was back in 2017. Jesus Christ. And then I, flash... that. I think I remember that happening, actually. Did I tell you? I, I'm pretty sure I, I did. Sure you did, yeah. Like I, I feel like I remember you saying something about your dad leaving. So like, oh, I did. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, because I remember you were asking, like, yo, you want to go out tonight? I was like, you know, normally I'd be able to, and then like no, my dad, oh, yeah, and... no possibility because yeah, it was literally like I can't go out because I have to help out at the restaurant, right? Because exactly. at that point, it's me, my brother, and my mom. We're the only ones that are working there, and it's like, yeah, no, no one else. Like we need to stay together at this time, and it was. Oh, 100%, yeah. And then, um, I think, flash forward, wait, when did, I think, sorry, I'm a little bit disjointed. No, it's all good. When did your, um, when did your, when did your dad's mom, your grandma, when did she move to Canada? So, that's what I was about to say. So, like, the first time I remember meeting my grandma, um, I think it was 2016. Yeah, she came in 2016, actually. Yeah, yeah. So she, she came, came to live or just no, like no a, to visit to visit she was here for about a year she was here for a year and that was the first time that i had met her um well as far as i remember I, of course i met her as a baby and stuff but like you know this this was the first time i could actually remember and of course first I always, were cognitive and exactly exactly and like the thing that i regret the most in terms of with my grandmother and the same thing with my uncle was that i was ne i never you know communicated to them that often or I, I, not as much as i i should have you oh, know? Yeah. i think and, that's like that's probably the number one feeling people have is oh i wish i'd spend more time with them you know that's, that, that's the worst the part of them because i remember I, I still remember when i first got facebook my uncle was one of the first people to message me saying hey how are you doing and you know stuff like that you know just being really friendly and i i think that's nice I think that was probably one of the few times I'll ever talk to him. And that's, it's such a shitty thing that I did. Like, I, I just never, it's not like I was rude. I just, I just never messaged him. And it's like, you never messaged him back. 
no, 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 of course I messaged him back. No, 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 I'm not saying that. But it was like I never, you know, had more communication with him, more dialogue, stuff like that. And then on top of that, of course, I, I had communication with my grandma because, like, she'd call my parents every now and then. And then my parents would be like, hey, your grandma's here. You know, say hi. How are you doing? Yeah. Stuff like that. The problem yeah. was there was a language barrier between, you know, her and me because she didn't, you know, she doesn't speak. Or she didn't speak English. And, you know. I can't really speak Amarinya that well. I can li- understand what she's saying, but I just can't speak it back properly. Yeah. So it was just always disjointed kind of things. And like, I always enjoyed her company, of course. Like, she's my grandma. She was so nice, so generous. And I just. Like, what grandmas are supposed to be, right? Like... Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I just wish I was able to have more communication with her because if I understood the language more, I would have been able to have like deeper conversations with her. For you, I yeah, guess. it would have been like you, like you could have been like that much closer to her, like you know, you could have like known her that much better, stuff like. Mm-hmm. And so what I remember was she came for twenty, like around twenty sixteen, to visit for a year because this was like her first time on a plane ever. Um, and so she came to Canada. She how stayed old here. Was she? Um, how old she... was how old was she when she would have flown? Here's the thing, I don't know here's the funniest shit was my dad when he had to do okay this is kind of dark but like my dad when he was you know doing the paperwork for my grandmother when she passed he told me he's like yeah she never told me how old she was this is lit like that was literally the first time he figured out how old my grand my grandma was and he's like oh really yeah he had no idea i think he had like a general ballpark but like she yeah. never told him yeah like never once i think that's it's like one of the things you're not supposed to ask a woman right it's like her age and yeah like her, her age and stuff like that and stuff like don't ask. those are questions you don't ask especially not your mother so and so funny enough i make a joke about that with my parents like anytime they you know it's their birthday i'm like hey you're now this you're old. god <laughs> god damn it all right let's see how do i get this set up I know it's going so goddamn well too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is staying in the podcast. I don't care. Uh, let's see. See, it's great because you dropped it twice. Alright, no trilogy this time. Yeah. Yeah, no trilogy. You know it's gonna fall again, you know? It's that will be fine. It's gonna fall. I mean it lasted me Jesus an hour, so I think I'll be fine. I'll be good. Um uh, oh gosh. Um um so what was i saying i i, I was just curious because like, i want to like picture like you know she would have been at least in her 70s i'm trying to oh, no, she was like, i think she was around 73 when she passed she was about 73 okay, so okay, she was okay, like in her late 60s when she first came a woman in her late 60s going on a plane for the first time i'm just like thinking that that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> and like i remember when she came here like me my and my like my dad and my aunts would have you know some nights she'd be staying at our house. Some nights she'd be staying at like one of my aunt's house. And like, it'd be like a rotation thing where it's like, where she'd be staying at. And, you know, we took her around to Banff. We took her to, you know, all sorts of places. Like Edmonton, I think we took her to. And it was, it was fun. If you look and, at Edmonton and. Well, Edmonton is fucking dead, but like still. Disgusting and yeah. Yeah, it, fuck Edmonton. <laughs> fuck Edmonton. Um, you know, the homies hate Edmonton. Sorry? So me and all the homies hate Edmonton. Oh, of course. Yeah, fuck Edmonton, bro. The only thing that's good there... Okay, sidebar. But, like, the only thing that's good at Edmonton is West Edmonton Mall. That's it. Yeah, that's literally the even, only even reason still, why you would go. 
Youth still half of it is pretty trash, honestly. Like, like, it, like there's like those weird paths you go down. You're like, what the fuck happened here? It's like, it's like all you got like all the luxury stuff on like one half of the mall, then the other half of the mall is like all these like boarded up windows. And you're just like, what the fuck? What like, the there's fuck? like I remember, class like, the only divide reason, even within this mall. Like, bro, the only reason why you would go to West Ed is for the water park. Oh, 100 percent. And that's it. The water park is fucking dope, though. I'll, I'll give Edmonton that. That water park is I, I took, phenomenal. I, I went with Kayla, and she, like, I don't think she's ever gone before. It was the first time. It was, like, uh, like her anniversary in 2020. Oh, and, shit. And, like, that shit was, yeah, it was, like, it was awesome. She's not a water slide person, so, like, getting her on any of those was a stretch. But, like, <laughs> okay. And then she yeah. actually went on somehow. Somehow. Yeah, she still hates it. She says she'll never go back again, but okay, she'll go back. And when there's a will, there's a way. You know, <laughs> we'll find out. So it's fine. Um, but uh, going back to what we were talking about, I think where was? I? Oh yeah. So you know, my grandma was here for about a year or so. I think originally it was like a six month visa, but then we had it extended. Yeah. Keep in mind, we've been trying to get her to come to Canada for years, literally years. Yeah. But um, like the visas were never approved for some reason. I don't know why. I think I yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. But uh, finally, we were able to around 2016. She stayed here for about a year, and then she left around June of 2017. Or no, she left, no, she left in, uh, I think around Jan, yeah, she left January of 2017, because I remember that because my uncle passed in March. So it was literally like two months after, I think. And so, and then flash forward to about, I think it was about August? Yeah, about August, late August of 2020. Um, my grandma came to Ethiopia, or came to here, Canada again, but there, it was a different reason why she came. It was not only because of visiting, because of course she came here to visit, but at the same time, um, she had a heart condition. I, I don't know the specifics about it. I, I never asked my dad about that. Um, but, uh, she had a, some sort of heart condition and she was like on a bunch of medication and, uh, we never really trusted the, um, the doctors in Ethiopia because, you know, they're not they're good doctors but like you know you would want you know top of the line and my dad was like okay so then we can bring her here instead and yeah, so we yeah. did that and i still remember and keep in mind this is around covid time too so what happened was that she had to isolate for about two weeks when oh, she came God, here COVID, yeah. so when she came here she was isolating for two weeks and then once she finally finished isolation, um, we had like a big get together, not a big get together, but it was just like, you know, family only at our house. Cause I always say our house is just because like my dad's the oldest and I think it's also the biggest house, but like, it's not even a flex. Yeah, I'm just flex. like, <laughs> like weird time to flex, but you no, know. no, 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 no. I think it's just because it's my dad's house. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's the no, oldest. Like, so everyone was like, okay, let's right? just go like, here. Yeah. Like that's how it is. Until, um, I, during September, like things were a little open, anyways. Like you could have gatherings, I think, like outdoor stuff or something. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was, it was like, like yeah, right around that. Yeah, it was a weird area of time. Whatever time that was, I just, I remember. Yeah, you said that, and so yeah, gatherings are happening. So you know, that's chill. Also, it's family, right? With me. And I remember, like, she was there, and she she looked a lot more tired 
compared to how she was, you know, the last time she came. Obviously, you know, she's older, but at the same time, like, and you know, she, was, was she sick back then? Do you know if she was sick in, like, 2016? Or? I have no idea. I She seemed fine to me. I think she always had that heart condition for a while, but, like, it got worse here. Yeah. Or it got worse, like, you know, in, leading up to when she came here. Um, and uh, we had a big get-together at our house. When I say big get-together, it's, like, me my dad like my family and then you know my aunt's families all came over and um you know it was just a great time you know we're all talking we're all having a great time i didn't realize that that would be the last time i would see her at this big gathering that was literally the last time i saw her well at least there's one get together literally just one and you know that was the last time i saw her alive for lack of a better long between um so like how long between that and when she passed it was probably two weeks or so i think and i was think just like with like your aunts at the time or? she was at my, yeah so what happened was that um she was staying at my aunt letty's house letty and... is the second young second oldest girl right so it's my dad then lala then Lati. so she's the yeah. third oldest but second young second oldest girl Second oldest girl, yeah, and then yes. Okay, then yes. No, I'm just, I want to keep track of your family too. <laughs> so she was staying over at my aunt Lati's house at the time, and, uh, you know, they had just finished saying prayer, and then uh, they were just about to go to bed. Um, and my, my aunt was like, okay. They were just having a, commu- like, they were just talking, right? Just before, you know, going to bed. And all of a sudden, she just passed out. Literally just, I think she was sitting down, and she just passed out. And my aunt is like, and I, I still remember because this is the one time my sleep schedule actually bit me in the ass because it was like 3.30 in the morning and I was literally just chilling on my laptop, right? And, you know, obviously my parents were like, yo, go to bed. I'm like, okay, whatever. But obviously you don't. Um, and I remember it was like 3.30, 4 in the morning. My parents, I hear like, and I sleep in the basement, so my parents are like in the top floor. And all of a sudden I hear just like boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I go upstairs and I'm and I see them all changed and ready to go. Keep in mind, this is rare. Like they are never awake at this time. Like the only time that they'll be awake for this time is either for church or well, the um, well it's like there's some ceremonies like Ethiopian Easter, for example. Like oh, you go to church oh, at around okay. like I don't know what time you go to church. I think it's like one in the morning, one, two in the morning, and then like the whole celebration goes until like four. I see, I see. And, like, either that or they were watching, like, a movie or something and they were just going to bed, right? And so, like, this, they're all fully changed and they're rushing. And I'm like, is everything okay? What happened? They're like, yeah, Etete's in the hospital right now. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, just stay downstairs, go to bed. We'll talk about this tomorrow. I'm like... It's just your parents getting... Just my parents. My parents okay, just... Yeah, not, not, not in Dylan. No, 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 no. We had to stay home. And so what happened was that she had a heart attack. Um, and, uh, so she was in a coma and what happened was that she was in, I think it was Peter Lockheed. I think she was and like, she was in a coma for like, I don't even know the specific times or whatever. Like time just felt meaningless right at that point. And it's I, gotta be, it's gotta be different too. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to like take away from your story whenever I like talk about Ethan, right? Like, I'm not trying to be like that. But I was just like thinking. No, it's, like, you're just relating to this. Must, story. Yeah, like, if, well, like I'm just like, it must be this whole different kind of difficult when it 
when like you don't know what's gonna happen right mm-hmm. like you're in a situation where it's like she's in a coma like what happens now right like that's that's if that's, like so that must that must be awful like that must be and like i'm a religious person but like i don't pray often if that makes sense yeah like yeah. At, at that point i was just praying like every night just please i i, I was fucking begging at that point yeah and my dad was there every day every single day like i barely like for those for that period of time that she was in a coma i barely saw my dad barely like the only times that i would be able to see him is when he would come home just to sleep because you can't sleep at the hospital so he just go home sleep for you know a couple hours before you know visitation was open again and then he'd go back were you going and seeing her during this time too or i was i don't know how that was because i'll time. get to that i'll get to that so I remember I had to drop off um, my dad at Peter Lockheed, right? And um, we were having a conversation. And I think my at that point, my dad was just trying to hold it together for, you know, the whole family's sake. Because at that point, everyone is looking to him now. Because if my my grandma's out of commission, right, then he's the only, he's literally the oldest family member of our immediate family. That's- and I was starting to talk to him about a story. Um, a story that I went through with uh, with my grandma. Um, I think this was back in 2016 when yeah. she came the first time. What had happened was I think I had the stomach flu that day or that like for, for a week. I think I remember I sent you a couple snaps about it. I was fucking, I was dying. I was literally like weak immune system ass. Oh, I like I was I had bubble guts. I was throwing up. Oh man, it was the worst. It bubble and, gu- Bubble guts means like you got you got the shits like you got the shits. yeah no like I, I pieced it together I'm just I'm just upset that you felt the need to share that term with me I mean you asked what it was so I had to answer and I remember it was my mom my grandma and me were in the car we were right by Costco like Costco right by uh, Sunridge and what happened was that uh, my dad went inside I think he had to go pick up some uh, medicine or something I think they're buying medicine for me but I was just I was so sick. I was laying down and I think I was laying down on my grandma's lap and I felt, you know, puke coming. Luckily, we had a garbage bin there. I did not throw up on my grandma. Oh, God. No, 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 I think, I, <laughs> I think I've, heard this. I've heard this story before. I think you've shared this. And my mom was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I just remember my grandma just like, you know, I think she just went back to mother mode like instantly. <laughs> like literally like I'm back in the game. And she, like you know, she had her hand like on my head, like you know, just going like this and stuff. Like Izo, Izo means like you're, you'll be okay, you'll be okay. Like you know, you're okay. Um, uh, I Izo, I Izo in which means like it's okay, my child, or stuff like that. That's that's sweet, man. I like I like the sound of that. And um, I did throw up. There was a garbage bin there, so I did throw up. Uh, that shit. <laughs> oh, that stomach flu kicked my ass. But I just remember her being <laughs> practically going into mother mode instantly. And I was telling that story to my dad. And literally, as I was telling him that, I started breaking down. I was like, I, I don't know if she's going to be okay. It, will she be all right? And my dad was trying to hold it together. And he was like, mm, "You'll be, she'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And literally, when I dropped him, like, I was crying at that point when I was dropping him off. Um... And I remember him 
and I and he told me he's like yeah you know maybe we have to make sure that you you know the whole family sees you know Etete before like you know before she comes out and stuff and I think it was well, it was literally I think the next day that um, she had passed like just when my dad was planning it's like yeah you know you should you know see because at that point I couldn't because a COVID regulations. And B, because of, uh, I had to be at work all the time, you know, to cover everyone. My brother was doing skip the dishes at that point. Um, my sister was at home, you know, with the cousins. And my mom and dad were there almost uh, almost every day. Yeah. And so my dad was like, yeah, you know, you should be able to see you, your brother, you should be, or your sister, you should be able to see her, you know, while she's here. And I said, yeah, I, I'd love to. And the next day, I get a text from my sister while I'm at work saying, yeah, it, like, she, she's gone. Come back home. And so it was literally, like, 7. Like, the restaurant closed. It was, like, 5, 6.30. Like, the restaurant closed at 10. We immediately just closed the restaurant and just went straight home. And I'm never going to forget when I came home, everyone was crying. But the one that hit me the most was, was my dad. Because he was just saying... He was just saying, I, I need my mom, I, I need my mom. Like he was just, you know, banging the wall, just I need my mom, I need my mom, I need my mom. Like he literally just reverted back to, you know, a kid. And I found out what had happened um, by my sister. Um, it's not like she was there. She was just told what it, what was happened. And um, they the doctors had told us that even if she were to have awoken she would have had you know permanent brain damage because she was in a coma for so long and i like my dad would tell me every now and then like oh her foot moved or something like that but i think similar to what you were saying too about you know like you know it's just false i don't want to say false hope but like you know it's just anything to cling on to and i i remember when at the hospital when a while after my mom had gone and eventually we all went through to see him and he was covered under a sheet and we were so awful but i remember like i waited until after um until like after like they'd walked away and i just lifted the sheet because in my head i'm like i need to see this like i can't believe it like i need to see it happen and it's just it's just an awful thing to look at man yeah um the worst part was I was never able to see her after. Well, you saw her, which is great, but you didn't say goodbye, right? I never, like, I never got hurts. the chance to. I hurt so much. And it was, oh, it was bad. Oh, man. When when I first found out, I I think I was just in my room just pissed. Pissed. Yeah. I was, oh, like, I was, I was so, I was sad, but that sadness just turned into anger in me i was you're there is something so something so difficult to think about is the thought of like a grown man like crying for his mom and like yes like i'm like i know your dad decently well right i'm just like picturing that and that is so horrible and i still remember that I, my, like i think i told you this but uh she had passed in my dad's arms like literally at that moment yeah. oh boy here comes the waterworks 
Ah, oh, what? I mean, it's it's still hard to think about. And I'm never gonna forget that, that we had to make a a eulogy for you know the funeral. Oh, yeah, stuff. no, that that is. Um... And did you speak? I, I don't. I wasn't. I, I, the thing is, I had the option of inviting friends to the funeral, but I just. I chose not to. Not that I had anything against it, but like I just, for one, I didn't want to see anyone look at me like that. Like what? No, yeah, just... no, like total. That's totally your like totally your prerogative, right? Like in that situation, you there's no right or wrong way to act or feel, really. You know, like I, I, a, I, I just wanted to be with family, and B, I was just, I genuinely just didn't want to. It's not like I didn't want to see anybody, but like I just. No, yeah, you didn't, want, didn't to want to see it. Like, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. But I still remember. The few, I had. We had to make eulogies, and my dad was supposed to be a pallbearer, so my dad had to make a eulogy of his own. And I remember we also had to live stream the funeral too because people back in Ethiopia were trying to yeah. watch it, right? Because you know, born and raised in Ethiopia, all her family is in Ethiopia, and so she's buried here. But and I still remember my dad. He couldn't. He couldn't even finish the eulogy. Like he he literally broke down. I think after two sentences. Like he 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 couldn't. He he genuinely could not. It was, did you did you speak? I did. I did. Um, Do you remember what was the you said? Like you want to talk about that or? It's not like I don't want to. It's like I genuinely don't remember what I said. Um, but. It, <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to think about still. Like, and the worst part was not only my own sadness, right? And being, I think, if anything, I was mad at myself that I never pushed myself to, you know, do more, speak more, learn more. Because there are years of experience that she has, and I just want. And I should have asked, but I never did, and I still think about it now. And my dad was supposed to be a pallbearer for the, you know, for the casket, but he he genuinely couldn't. He, he legitimately could not. So it had to be me and my brother carrying the casket. And the moment we lifted up, I was thinking of making a joke, but I don't think it's the right time. But like, caskets are surprisingly heavy. Um, then again, you're carrying a full person inside there, which. It's fucked up when you think about it. First, the person is one thing, but honestly, like the weight of the casket itself. Like I, there were six people that lifted it um, for Ethan. I it was me and like his two friends, and I just remember thinking, I really don't want to drop. Ah, uh, that's. I really hope. Have you have you seen the movie? Have you seen the movie Death at a Funeral? I haven't, but I'm sure that. I'm sure it was... there's more than one together that's done it. And I just, I, I remember thinking that. I was like, oh, I hope we don't drop it. I can't. I... Or no, it wasn't Death at a Funeral. Sorry. It was it was a Kevin Hart comedy special. That's what it was. And Kevin Hart was talking about when his mom passed and he had to be a pallbearer. And his dad, who was a crackhead at the time, like he, not yeah, as no, like the no, metaphorical no, term, like he literally yeah, did no, crack. My dad was a crackhead, yeah, yeah. Um, he was making fun of Kevin Hart and Kevin was like, yo, shut the fuck up. He had sick and tired of it. So he dropped the casket and like, and that, that was literally playing through my head. I was like, I pray that's not me right now. And it was surprisingly heavy. And I'm like, what the, why is it so, it's like, 
I know I shouldn't be joking about it, but like humor, in my opinion, really helps me, you know, cope. Well, I don't... the best coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no other way around it, right? No. Um, I have an inability to be serious in situations anymore. Yeah, at that point, yeah, I can never be serious. Like, this is probably the most serious I've been in years at this point. But I still remember when we got to the funeral, like, you know, the burial area, like, we lifted the, we had to lift the casket and, you know, my aunts and my dad are screaming. My dad's like, he was planning on, you know, not planning on, but like, he wanted to, you know, open the casket, see her one more time. But like, you know, you can't. No, they, um, like, there's, like, a moment where you can, and then they, like, lock it, and then it's, like, you're not opening that again, so. And I still remember when the moment you had to bring down the, the moment it started going down, like, the, the casket, all shit broke loose. Like, everyone was breaking down. My aunts were on their knees. My mom was crying. I was literally holding my dad, like. Do you remember when we did that with Ethan? I because i reacted the exact same way it was like it like once he started getting lowered as I, I remember that's when like that was that might have been like the worst i was that whole time yeah it's, and it's it like something so final about watching that person you love getting lowered into the ground it's like it's brutal and i i think they i think it was only family that got to see ethan getting no everyone was there no sorry i i tried my hardest not to cry because at when it was at your funeral or not yours but ethan when ethan had passed but that i i couldn't stop i i genuinely could not stop it, and damn you damn legit had his hand on my shoulder like yo you're you're good relax not relax but like you're okay it's okay <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I, I automatically say relax because that's what he always says. I was thinking like, damn, he's saying, yo, relax. Like, it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I know, Shout out I to Dammy. But I like, know, I know. oh man, but he was like, yo, it's okay. You know, you're, you're good. You're good. It's okay. It's okay. You know, doing it like, like a good friend does. Not like yeah, exactly. And I was like, <laughs> you know, not, hey, yo, chill, bro. It, it ain't that, that deep. deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> But I still remember afterwards, I was, it was hard. And, you know, the fact that, you know, the child has to console the parents when it's usually the other way around, it, it threw me off. And like, the funeral was beautiful, albeit there wasn't that many people there just because, you know, COVID. So not a whole lot of people were able to actually like. I mean, they're physically, but like. Like at, at the, like at the burial ground, there were like a ton of people there. But, and think of all the people that were live streaming from Ethiopia too, you know, like there were yeah, yeah, people, right. So it was it was hard. It was hard, and I'm not going like if I'm going to be completely honest, the reason why or partly the reason why I started the podcast itself was in honor of my grandma because I'd always had an idea of you know doing something. You know, I thought about doing music review. I thought about doing a basketball page. And I, I just never was able to stick to something, but, and I just never, it was always an idea. And then I thought, oh, why don't I do a podcast? But then, you know, I never did. And then, you know, my grandma passed, I think it was September 19th. Yeah, it was September 19th was when she passed. And so I still remember when that happened. At that point, I was like, nah, fuck it. I, I gotta get this done. So I just, October 6th, like probably what, what is that? Like a week or so later? I put out the first episode of the podcast. I was like, nah. Because at that point, I was like, I want to be able to do stuff 
that I'm able to do now and not hold these regrets like I hold with my grandma. I don't I don't want that totally. ever again. And so that's almost a year later and uh here we are. I don't know. I feel like my dad has I don't want to say accepted it. Oh, he probably has accepted it at this point. But like every time he talks about her, he just gets all not misty-eyed, but like, you know, reminiscent of the good old days, pretty much. And now it just you know, if your dad's not if your dad's reminiscing about the good old days, he's he's in a I would say he's in a pretty good spot of like acceptance, I guess, you know. It's, it's more than ex- it's more than ex- it's more than acceptance. Mm-hmm. Like, the the worst part about it is that I never got to see him go through all stages in public cuz I know I know how he is. So I know damn well he was, you know, putting it in here for the sake of internalizing. The internalizing that's the, that's exactly. the old school way of doing things, you know? Like, it's... Like, it was... And yeah, my dad is traditional in that sense. Because, you know, Ethiopia was, you know, more so of a traditional country, you know, in the 60s and 70s when he was growing yeah. up. So he it's was kind of raised on that type yeah, of thing. Man. Like, it's... the. Yeah idea of men having emotions is still a, a, like a concept that society is yeah not warm to you know like think of all the times when you know your friend's upset and you're like hey you're a bitch like you know like people are like people are so yeah. we're, we're definitely not at that point yet and so i can imagine your dad coming from like a whole generation before this mm-hmm. is like yeah like, i'm a man i must deal with this internally and not it's, yeah, that's it's hard. What it like is. my dad, my dad was the same. I eat it like he did not talk about it. He just threw himself into work, and mm-hmm. it's not healthy. I just, I feel, I feel so bad for your dad. For At this point, he can talk about my mom or my grandma in like a happy sense, but like every time he does, like you can tell that he's but like, like you can well, you can see it in his eyes where it's like well, he's happy, time, but like, like for all that time he kept it inside, like I feel mm-hmm. for him. Like, I really do. Like it's. And that's why every now and then, like, I check on him. I'm like, yo, how is everything? Are you good? You know, how are you? Stuff like that. Because, like, I I know. I know what it's like to suffer, you know, like, battling your own internal demons. Everyone has. And so not only is my dad, you know, still trying to not recover, but, like, you know, first it was his brother. Now it's his mom. And now he's like, well, shit. Now I'm like, it's just me now. Me and, you know, my sisters. And that's it and so it's still i'm still trying to come to grips with it i think i've accepted it at this point but like it, it's still weird to think about like it's i was so- literally like for example i was working right it was november and no no it was december yeah it was december and i'm just you know working in the kitchen and stuff and out of nowhere i just stopped and i was like because a memory of her came up and I was, and then i started thinking about her and it was like it's already been three, like almost three months since she's passed. And I'm like, it's... But one thing I will say is that Ethiopian culture around death is really cool to where the way it works is like they celebrate um, the life of someone who had passed uh, a week after they passed, then a month after they had passed, and then three months after they had passed, and then um, I think six months, then a year... And then I think five years. And then I think the last time that they were celebrated is like seven years after they had passed. Oh, wow. I just think that's it's beautiful. And we're already... Oh, it's great. Yeah, like, I personally, I love the thought of that. Like, that is so cool. 
the thing is, I didn't even realize it now until like we started talking about it. But bro, it's already fucking almost August. Like, yeah, it's, it's almost, almost been a year at this point. I'm like, so many things have fucking changed. So many things have happened in that time span. And I'm like, it's already been that long. And it felt like like this. Yeah. So, <sighs> I mean, honestly, like. I feel like there's no real way that we can talk about this without, you know, being ne- not negative, but like, you know, more so in a, a serious point of view, you know, I do apologize if this was a more melancholy episode. Normally I'm more happy and easygoing a lot more than this. Um, but I don't know. I literally, when I started the podcast, this is probably one of the first episodes that came to mind. Cause I just. I, I wanted to talk about her. I think I remember you talking to me about doing this like last season. So I, uh, I like, did, I, I did, I did. Just sitting so for a while. Um, uh, I'm never gonna forget. Like I think it was a month after my grandma had passed. I think you had come by to the restaurant. It was a slow day that day, and I, I like I started talking about it, and I almost started breaking down. I was, bro, I was crying. You were crying, mm-hmm. and I was, and I hate fucking crying. It was it was hard, and then a customer came in, which really <laughs> that was ass. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, "Oh, dude, no, nah, we're not crying. You're crying. Shut up." I'm like, "Yo, are those tears, bro? Are those tears, bro? Yo, nah, you gotta get your shit together, bro." But yeah, I mean, it was it was hard, but I don't know, man. If, it, if it's okay, I wanted to throw like a I want to throw like a happy thing in there just so we have like something a little. Go for it! I please, <laughs> please. Um, I had an idea a little while ago. Actually, I guess it would have been around Ethan's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, he turned sixteen, twenty nineteen. So he would have been like this seventeen now. Sorry? He would have been no, like he 18, would... seventeen now, right? Well, no, he's sixteen. Oh, it's been two years. Oh, fuck. So, so he, so he would have been, he would have turned eighteen this year. So I, what I wanted to do, and COVID prevented me at the time, but I mm-hmm. wanted to get his friends together and go. I have, remember you were telling me something go about have, this. Go out, like go out, like and like celebrate, mm-hmm. like because I know what I would have done if Ethan turned eighteen, as I would have taken him to bars and stuff, and like yeah, bar and hopping, like, to make you sure know. he was safe. Exactly. So that's kind of what I wanted to do with Ethan's friends. And I actually like want to do that because now like things are open. I can actually do that. So yeah, right. I need to like, like the idea is, is like, I want to do something like that because to keep his memory alive and I'm sure mm. his friends would be happy to do it. So well, I'm sure his friends would be more than down to do that. But like, uh, it's hard to think about, you know, at this point, I, I think we've both kind of moved, not moved on, but like accepted the fact that, you know, they're gone, but they're never truly gone. And this goes to anyone who's experiencing this type of loss, you know, like, they're, and it sounds hollow, but they're never gone because their memories are with you. And as long as you can cherish those memories and, you know, the things that you've shared between each other and, you know, the life that you shared with each other, whether it be, you know, a friend, you know, a lover, a family member, hell, even a, for- a former co-worker or something. As long as you can cherish the memories between those two, or between you two, they're never gone. They'll, they'll always be here, and they'll always be here. And ultimately, I think that's what matters most in the end, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know how else we can... I don't know what else we can say. I think I think we kind of covered 
uh, okay, I feel like I should let people know this now. I, I don't want to have Trey on, not specifically because, you know, I just want to talk about myself. It's like, it's the reason why I have you on. It's like, you're the person I know that can relate with something that's going on like this. Well, and so I was like, I mean, you were probably the first person that I know that could relate to something like this and would understand and be like, yeah, I mean, so that that's literally all. It's literally just talking to each other, you know, yeah. just well, like, no, like I, um, like, honestly, like, you're one of my best friends. Like, if you had asked somebody else, I would have been mad, but I would have, like, thought that would be weird. It's like, why are you talking to somebody else? Like, I I don't think there's anybody you're close to who would understand it as much as I would, right? So, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like, I was, I was very happy to do this. I always, you know, I like talking about it because, you know, it does keep his memory alive. And also, I like i feel good being able to talk about it without like breaking down or anything so you know yeah that's that's literally because i found that you know when i was talking to you about it you know when you came by to the restaurant that helped big time when i was when i talked to dammy it helped like just i and i really i rarely vent about personal things so i don't know it just it felt good Mm -hmm. that's literally all it was It, it just felt good to you know let out and i was like okay i think i'm at a a point now where i feel comfortable enough to you know put it out in public um the one thing i will say though is that i will never put her in my bio as in rest in peace to this person because lord knows i'm never getting her into twitter beef that is the one thing i will never do under no circumstances because lord knows you get into an argument and they're like yeah i bet your grandma's enjoying hell right i'm like yo fuck you like how are you supposed to come back from that this is what, bro. You keep telling me to get on Twitter, and then like you say shit like that, and it's like this is why I'm not on Twitter. I can't. Why? why yeah. Like, that's 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 some that's some uh, that's a that's a whole other level of toxicity. It's so bad. It's it's bad. But Twitter is fun as hell at the same time. I I, I, I ain't gonna count. Honestly, I think we covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Do you have anything else that you want to say, man? I think it's just whenever people go. Th- loss like i'm thinking about this like almost like like primarily primarily because just because of your dad mm-hmm. is like when people go through these situations there's no right or wrong way to handle it or to like experience it mm-hmm. but i think that turning to people for like turning to people for help will be the best thing you could ever do because trying to deal with it on your own is so like harmful mm-hmm. it's like this like when you think about like losing a grandmother or losing a brother or whatnot if you think like you're the only person that mattered to that person and so you're the only person to deal with it like you got to think about how many other people that person mattered to mm-hmm and that like don't like don't like keep it to yourself like everyone's going to be going through the same thing so the best thing you can do is be open with people and talk about it you know yeah yeah i mean shit that makes sense to me to be honest and yeah. i mean you, you you said it perfectly um but you know before i go i want to say you know love you man you're, you're you're like a brother to me man you can talk to me whenever about anything you know here for you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.
But uh, I think, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank y'all for making, okay, this sounds really bad to promote this shit now, but, <laughs> but, um, thank y'all for making it to the end of the episode. If you want to show love to the podcast, uh, you can follow me both on Twitter or you can follow me up both Instagram at most wanted podcast and Twitter at most wanted pod to stay up to date on guest features, upload days and more. Um, I want to shout out those who are listening in on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, uh, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, I think I said that already, and Anchor. If you're listening in on Apple Podcasts, you can make sure to give it a five-star review and rating. Um, you can also listen to it on Spotify as well as on YouTube through the Barhive channel, where not only can you find my podcast, but plenty of other you know top-notch material. Um, until next time, you know we're out. Love you guys. Stay safe. Season 2. We here. Bye.